All right, and I'm joined this week with Andy Gutowskis as uh, we're preparing for the new album to come out. Uh, Lookout comes out at the end of uh, November. Um, how does it feel? Because I know that you've recorded, I think, at least all of his album. It's been a minute, hasn't it? Like, it was almost a year now? It's been over over almost two years, actually. Um, I recorded in October of 2018. And it's actually coming out October 30th. So, oh, sorry. Yeah, oh, my yeah. gosh. Time I know, I know it's crazy. What month is it? <laughs> yeah, honestly, I feel like we just skipped like with COVID and everything. I was like, wait, did the 4th of July actually happen or did we just bypass it? You know? Right. Yeah. Is this year actually in a year? Who knows? But uh, <laughs> man, it's yeah wild. Um, How does it feel? You know, because like, I guess from a consumer perspective, you know, all of this stuff is new to them. Like mm -hmm. they haven't heard it before, except, uh, you know, you, you might have released bits and pieces of it, but. From your perspective, how does it feel? Because I'm sure that you feel that some stuff has changed in two years, whether that's what you're thinking about compositionally wise, playing wise, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, I mean, I think that the the first feeling that I have is like elation. It's like great to finally get the music out to the world. Um, I'm excited to have the project out there. And, you know, that being said, it is interesting. Um that it has been a couple of years and I'm listening back to the album, like I do find, I still find a lot of joy listening back to it. And it reminds me of the session and of the, and of the process of writing and, and creating this music. But um, yeah, it's kind of, it's interesting to look back on it and be like, okay, you know, the way that I play has changed over the last couple of years and the way that I write is still similar, I think. And, uh, you know, I'm still trying to approach things with, a with, um, you know, thinking of melody, keeping melodies in mind and uh, things like that. But um, it's been interesting to kind of go back, uh, re-listen to everything. And and uh, I had to kind of, um, it's been, uh, this is kind of a side note, but just once yeah. COVID kind of started, um, I wasn't really doing much. It was, um, so there were th those kind of inner demons that come in in your head where you're like, when you're, you're really self, really um, kind of critical. Like, to yourself, uh, against yourself, um, kind of all that self-conscious stuff. Right. It kind right. of went away. It went away for a while. And then, and then it was like, okay, time to put the record out. And I start to like listening back to it. And I'm like, oh man, I shouldn't have done that. Uh, it's like all the self-conscious little quirks that, that come with being an artist or just being a human being, uh, in general, they just kind of all came flooding back. So it's been, it's been, it's been cool to kind of feel those feelings again, but then also to, um, kind of push those away and be like, you know, I, we created something. This is, this is a, a timestamp from two years ago that I'm really proud of. And, uh, um, so yeah, I don't know if that kind of answers the question, but <laughs> it does, man. And you hit something like really on the head that I think a lot of musicians, especially younger musicians really struggle with like those first couple of releases with the idea of, uh, you know, looking back on it and always just thinking of like, what could I have improved on and everything? Because we're we're constantly comparing ourselves, you know, to the greats and other people that we look up to and whatnot. Um, yeah. But it's tough because you know I'm sure if Miles Davis looked back to like when he was first trying to play like bebop like Dizzy, he's probably thinking he wasn't at his peak there, you know. And and right, that's that's a tough uh, balance. So how did you find yourself working through that? Because you've also done tons more creative things, and I think a lot of your normal quote unquote jazz musician, you know, with like genres that you've been in with like hip hop and the brass against project, but mm -hmm. you've also done tons of composing for films and 
musicals, if I'm not mistaken. So how do you work on just constantly moving forward and not getting trapped in that headspace that has you concerned about the quality? Well, I mean, quality of the product's not the right way to say it, but like your interpretation of how well you did, you know? Right. Yeah. That's, um, that's a great question. The, it is interesting to find, find, trying to find the balance between, uh, that, you know, the different levels of creativity and like how to push through it. Yeah. It's, um, I, 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 you know, it, I think Nick, Nick Finzer, um, outside in founder and, uh, outside in music founder, um, he, uh, really has a great kind of ethos philosophy about, you know, kind of, uh, creating and connecting with people and then moving forward. And, uh, and Nick is a good friend of mine for many years. And so it's, um, you know, I try to think about that. I think about that. I don't necessarily have Nick's voice in my head, but it's uh -huh. just this, uh, you know, continually moving forward. It's trying to, um, uh, and I think it comes with, with, um, you know, maturity, maybe, you know, and I think, I think for, for students who are listening, it's, um, you know, just, it's encouraging to know as you grow, um, those sorts of things you can kind of push those to the side in terms of those like negative feelings. So I kind of, uh, you know, I kind of just move forward. Yeah. It's, it's, they put this project that, um, is coming out, I'm just gonna put it out. And honestly, I'm just too busy <laughs> to, right, right. to think about it. <laughs> so, right. so in, in that respect, it's been, uh, you know, it's interesting to, to, with this release coming out, um, uh, and it's been so long, it's been a couple of years to, you know, it has been on my mind. It's been weighing on me. And now that it is coming out, um, it's been important for me to think about it, but also I have been busy. So I haven't had a chance to like really even, uh, kind of contemplate or be dark on it because, or be uh, any sort of thing, because it's just, um, I'm fortunate enough to, yeah, just be, have more work to do. Cause it's just constantly, you have to just keep, keep going. Uh, a great, uh, lesson that I learned from, um, Bill Sharlap many years ago, he was, um, he came to Juilliard to do a, um, a masterclass when I was a student there. And, um, one of the things that somebody asked was just, uh, how did you make it? You know, how did you, how did you do it? How did you, uh, get to the level you're at? And not to compare myself to Bill Charlotte <laughs> at the, at, at any, at any, I don't have any iota of, of Bill Charlotte's talent, but like, but the one thing he did say, he was like, I just perseverance. Like I stuck around and I just kept doing it. And, uh, for whatever reason, him saying that like really stuck with me and it's, it, uh, and it kind of goes, it makes me think about the things that, uh, you know, the teachers and, and professors and all the people, um, that teach music, you, you know, you really never know the, the thing you say can really connect with one student, a, a you know, certain person. And, uh, right. for whatever reason that, that stuck with me perseverance. So I just keep, I just keep persevering and, and, uh, hoping and trusting that the work that I've put in, um, to the music and everything uh will be conveyed through the work that I put out so um no that no that's <laughs> that's makes a tons of sense i mean there's i think moments in every musician's life where there's just like some one liner or something that a famous musician said that sticks for some reason you know yeah. um and it, you know someone else could have definitely told you the same thing 3 different 3 years earlier but for some reason when bill said at that time it just it clicked you know um, yeah, it was, it was really cool, cool to think about. And like, I remember where I was and, and it wasn't anything in, you know, 
special in particular, but yeah, it was special because it was, you know, Phil Charlotte and right. we're in school and it was a mag magical moment. <laughs> so, you know, kind of piggybacking off of that, you know, because it, being around Nick myself a lot, it, the whole, you know, that's his constant thing. Just the, look, just create things like who really cares? Just create things and put, put out so many things that you don't have the time to get caught up in it. Right. How do you mm, then, yeah. um, balance finding, you know, the voice of Andy, because I, I think it's really interesting, like the diverse, uh, background you have in music, whether it is from the projects you've taken on or the different genres that you've played and everything. And, you know, I'm sure part of you has that pressure where you're comparing yourself to other saxophonists that have come before you or whatnot, or the saxophonists that you like, but how do you yeah. move past that and say like, well, you know, I don't necessarily have to play bebop or hard bop. Like I can take that and take from it what I want and mix with it. My, uh, you know, in brass against or what I've learned from these hip hops or what I've learned from movie scoring and then move mm -hmm. forward with your own compositions, your own style of playing. Um, and I'm curious your thoughts because I know that you teach too. So it's, it's, it's a tough right. balance with students too, because so often like you get that student that's, you know, in my case, like really hip to Roy Hargrove and they like really want to do Roy Hargrove or Christian Scott yeah. or something, <laughs> but then they get caught up and forget the old stuff, but then you don't want to like get them right. trapped in the old, you know, it's, it's a very weird totally. balancing game. And I'm curious how you navigate it. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, that, um, I think that all the different, all the different styles and the things that I've been fortunate enough to work on, um, all kind of kind of now at this point have uh, been this like melting pot in, in myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of all um, kind of melded together and, uh, and it's helped create the sound that I have. And it's like, I think that it's um, progressing forward. I think the things that I continue to do, I mean, something like brass against uh, I never in a thousand years would have thought that I'd be, you know, playing bass lines to tool and things right. like that. And uh and never have the, and I never would have thought I would have the stamina to get through something like that. And now it's like, it's, it's, we've, that band's been around for a few years now. And it's really, it's kind of like shaping. It's, it's, it, they're, they're, yeah, I'm like, it's a carving into my, into my personality and into my playing. And, um, I just welcome, I welcome the, the, all the different influences. Um, and it's, um, yeah, it's just been really exciting to just allow things to happen. Um, and I think that, well, to, you know, to go along with like the teacher or to, as a, as an educator, you know, learning from Joe Temperley, who was a, a great baritone saxophonist, right. played with Lincoln Center and um, the Ellington band many, many years ago and among others. And, uh, you know, he was an um, incredible mentor and he had, you know, he played with a, an older style, but like he never demanded that that, was the way that I play or he, he was always open to m my, um, you know, my willingness to explore. And I think, you know, he was like encouraging in that way. It was not necessarily like you have to play this style. Like, I just want you to play with a good sound. Like that was what we focused on. And, um, and then he let me ex kind of explore on my own. He kind of guided me with different types of music and different songs and, uh, saxophonists and uh and then and he kind of like he gave me the freedom to explore on my own and create my own voice and so in that respect 
um yeah it's been interesting to to um a lot to accept <laughs> who i am right you know because we it is hard it is hard to you 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 look around and especially with social media and with instagram and constant access youtube constant access to literally everything that's ever been out <laughs> that's been right. produced um or if not literally then almost everything um that's been recorded so when you have that type of access and then uh you know our students are learning much quicker um and it's great and it's really very exciting but the social media thing it's like we, we're constantly comparing ourselves if 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 we weren't already comparing ourselves a thousand times to like the greats now it's like now we have the greats and then we have every uh shredder that's you know 16 to 30 and <laughs> um and um you know the fastest players the 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 tightest hip hop drummer, you know, it's like every, it's like, there's, you, you're, you, you're basically seeing like just so much stuff. <laughs> it's hard to, to really pick a voice and to like, you know, and to, and to, um, kind of hunker down and decide on what you want to sound like. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it was, uh, maybe a, a month or two ago. This is an, I think somewhat, semi related. Um, there was an outdoor concert that I played um, in Queens in Long Island City at the Culture Lab, um, which was they were hosting uh, performances all summer outdoors, socially distanced. It was really great for the community. But um, I, my friend Lucas Pino was there, and um, so we were talking, and uh, and I had this moment where I was playing piano over the summer and singing, kind of like improvising. I was like, oh yeah. This is like, I'm hearing what I want to play. Right. I'm hearing like what I want. And that was kind of a, the first moment. Maybe not the first moment, but it clicked for whatever reason. It was like, oh, I like what I'm hearing. And that was that was a kind of a profound moment for me where I was just uh, really excited because I was like almost accepting the fact that, okay, this is what it is. You know, this is where I am right now. And I, like, I'm happy with, not that I'm settling for, you know, where I am, like, I, you know, I still, you know, constantly, we're all trying to get better. And that's, you know, that's. Yeah, thing is <laughs> just, that's the process. But uh, it was a cool moment to just be like, Oh, cool. I like what I'm hearing. Now I want to be able to execute this, like, right. perfectly, you know, and I want to be able to play this. So that was a um, that was um, kind of a, a great moment. And so to tell that to him to tell that to Lucas, he was like, oh man, that's really awesome. Like you're that you're just allowing yourself to um be happy, you know? And I think the, you know, the joy, the joy in the music is it's like what do we do this for? It's you know, it's for to share, but it's also, you know, to it brings us joy. So um uh, yeah, I would just say, you know, encourage everybody to find the yeah. joy. <laughs> man, that's it's tough because you you know, you touched on so many things there. And one I'm curious to get your 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 thoughts on you know i think we hear we as in like the younger generation right always hear from the older generation that like we have this wonderful tool at our disposal or disposal like in spotify and youtube and the internet you know where you can just literally search anything and find recordings of whatever or or whatnot um but i've you know there's been a couple of times where i've gotten in discussions with them of like, yeah, it's an amazing resource, but in some ways it's also uh, detrimental because it almost like can overstimulate 
uh, a student and expose them to like so much diversity that unless you have a teacher that's really um, insistent on it, you don't spend yeah. that time with, you know, the Freddie Hubbard record for three months because you just didn't buy another CD or spend the time really being right. like active listening and, and really diving into something heavy because you're just like, you're, you're finding your favorite recordings on whatever it is and bouncing, you know, from Kenny Garrett, uh, Clifford Brown to Lee, Louis Armstrong to Lee Morgan, et cetera, et cetera. Um, right. what are your thoughts there? And how do you make sure though, that even with your hands in so many different pots, that you're still um, spending your time uh, developing particular things when you want to develop those particular things. Oh man, yeah, that's a good question. I uh, <laughs> how do I spend the time? Yeah, it's um, yeah. Can you just yeah. rephrase that one uh, more time? <laughs> I guess I guess a better way to <laughs> ask like, it, right, yeah. would be like, let's you know, let's talk about organization, okay? Because I right. think oh, anybody right, right, that yeah uh is successful will admit that even if it doesn't seem like it they have some form of organization and once you get it you know we all thought everyone was lying but now that we're out of school we know that you lose time to do things <laughs> yes. how do you organize yeah. yourself to compose how do you organize yourself to to just play to fundamentals to you know transcribe and check out new things because uh, I'm sure with you, even with tons of uh, composition and whatnot, there's some days you're going to sit down to compose and it's just not happening. Right. You know, and then there's other days where it is oh, happening, right. but that can take away from the rest. So how do you balance all of that and then, you know, make money, <laughs> like make the bread to be able to support <laughs> yourself and and all of that? Yeah, it's... um. It's it's not it's it's been an interesting as well. I've been saying interesting so many times. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> forgive me. Um, it it has um, it's been a process. You know, it's something that um for me it's it's been developed over time. Um, I think that uh, yeah, for me it's you know a typical a typical day. I mean, right. every day is different, and I think that's um that's an important thing for people to to know. You know, if, if you're getting into <laughs> this business um it's to you have to be flexible you have to be um you know adaptable and, and all that stuff and i think that for me it's been um you know trying to focus on keeping like a good sound i i, I try to like you know spend my time with um with you know really i do fundamentals right. the most on saxophone so that's like kind of where i spend my time when I have the time to like sit and practice. Um, and, uh, you know, just breaking it up. Yeah. I have a schedule, you know, I write, I put things right, in my calendar. Right. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, making money. It's, um, yeah, it's really, it's really wild. I, I like thinking about it. I'm kind of like, <laughs> how do I do it? <laughs> cause it's, <laughs> cause it's, uh, at the end of the day, or I look back and I'm like, how did I do that? And, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, focusing on fundamentals for me is a big thing, uh, just to, to maintain uh, a saxophone sound and a good, uh, yeah, good sound. I'm, I listen, you know, throughout the day, a lot of the times I don't listen to anything. And, mm. um, I know this isn't really quite, um, no, you're good. Answering the question, but it's, I don't, I, I kind of like, um, the silence. 
um, in a way because it kind of leaves uh, it's like a blank slate. I don't know. I think that from I think composing is such a um, uh, I wouldn't say critical, but it's it's a really important part of of like my artistic uh whatever you know my artistic output like i i would love composing and i love creating melodies and so that i'm like always thinking about that yeah um in terms of prioritizing like it, there's always like some melodies i'm singing all the time so um i'm playing piano i'm you know it's a little bit of chaos <laughs> I, I i have to be honest it's not really organized like it's not and i and i and i don't I hope this isn't, I don't mean to discourage anybody who, who listens or, but, uh, it is, uh, it's kind of an organized, semi-organized chaos in that I'm just constantly thinking about, constantly thinking about music and melodies. And, um, so it's in a way, it's not really organized. Unfortunately, it's kind of like a, it's a, when I'm hearing something, it's like, I go grab my horn. Um, and this during COVID, it's been a really interesting time because I've had more time than ever. So that's it's been hard. It's a yeah. kind of, it's a hard yeah, question yeah. to answer because I because the times are so for me it's it's been a really um, I've had not right now but before for six months it was really quiet. So to to find um, you know the time to play and to um, you know do the different things. I think that, yeah, oh, man. <laughs> so no, it's, it's really tough, and it's so interesting, <laughs> like, um, because I hear you when, like, you're, you're, you're kind of, like, working it out, I and mean, then, you know, you're like, wow, actually, it's, it's not organized at all. Like, it's, it's organized chaos, but it's then... It's not organized at all. <laughs> as a musician, you know, and, like, I'm not having to live the whole New York life and, and do that hustle, which is a, a lot, but you relate yeah. to it. You know, you, you understand that to a degree, I think, as, like, a, people that are out, of, of school and like actually seriously working towards the music thing. And then you try to explain it to somebody that's not a musician or sometimes even, um, and not to say that like one is better than another, but even if you try to explain that to like a classical musician per se, where like is not as heavily involved in composing and, and such of that nature, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't click necessarily, you know, because for us, I think mm. like, um, unless you're practicing very specific skills, the idea of playing and listening to music and hearing music. And I mean, just singing melodies or whatever, like you do and, and composing, they all go hand in hand. Like, it's not like one stops and another picks right. up. It's, it's just like, Oh, well it's going from the saxophone to a pen now. And then it'll go to my, you know, annoying my roommate in the kitchen later. Right. Like it all just goes right there. Yeah, it's all kind of connected. Um, and I'd say, you know, it, the, the hustle of, 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 you know, a, a, I think a freelance musician too is it's, uh, when you're in it, it's, uh, especially when everything was happening in New York and things were bustling. It was, um, to be able to handle that was, yeah, that was a looking back and it's like, wow, how did, how did we do that? And uh, my girlfriend is a, as an actor and we were, you know, constantly busy. So yeah, being able to to um kind of juggle everything. Um something at some point right. you have to say no to certain things. That that was kind of like you get to a point where you're like I can't do everything. Um and when you're young and hungry, right. you have to do everything. <laughs> and you have to meet everybody and and uh unfortunately um with all the different things 
juggling all the different things, um, there has to be a moment where you say no. And also, it's, um, I mean, I used to work an um, administrative job and uh, for eight years, I did that full time. And so um, coming out of that, I had some sort of, that was a, an interesting, that was a, diff, a difficult uh, adjustment um, going from, you know, full-time gig to right. Like, right. Okay, now what? <laughs> and uh, so be, being able, being able to like juggle all the stuff and, you know, making the sacrifices that um, you need to make to do the thing that you really love. Um, that uh, was an important lesson. Um, and so, you know, that you, you start to prioritize Definitely. the things that are important. Like you need to eat, you need to eat food. So you need to, you know, pay your rent um, and, and make music. So you do whatever you can to make that work. And I, I it, it, that could be something. Well, and that, it's, you know, you, you talk about <laughs> leaving the administrative that. job from the perspective of like, um, you know, now you're like, well, what do I, how, how do I do that? You know, like, what do I do to fill in all this time? And I think that that's something that people, um, forget about the most, you know, a lot of people that have those day jobs, if you will, you know, get caught up in the, like, oh, I need to, uh, you know, I need to quit and spend more time on my craft or whatnot. But one of the beauty uh, of those things is that it forces you into a structure, you know, it forces you into a structured schedule. And then when you right. get done, there's so much time I feel where people, and even in college to a degree where people have, uh, some people have a hard time imposing that structure upon themselves. And that's where like you can see, mm -hmm. again, at least from my perspective, where you can see like efficiency and improvement tend to um, not falter per se, but kind of get stagnant because they just can't move mm -hmm. past it. Like it's so much easier when you don't have a day job to be like, okay, I did my fundamentals and then get caught up in something else and forget to come back. And what was the other thing I was supposed to do today? You know? Yeah, right. <clears throat> yeah. And it, you know, and I've, I feel like I've been really lucky um, when when I think you close certain doors and this is I don't know if this, this relates, but it's just uh, you close these doors and I was I've been lucky that these other doors have opened where I've become available um, for those opportunities um, that eventually came to me. Um, and it's just uh, something to think about. I think for people is, is to, yeah. it's not like in a spiritual way, but like these sort of things, like when you, when you get rid of that clutter, your life, like life clutter, it's these sometimes opportunities and um, experiences and things like that present themselves that normally wouldn't. I know like, yeah, that day thing, I was just continually uh, turning things down or just, you know, depressed because I wasn't playing and, uh, and, um, yeah, it was just a really wild time. So, um, to be able to free that baggage and it was, I mean, it coming, coming out of it, there was nothing, um, you know, some rehearsals and things like that, but, um, it's just, uh, to be, you know, to be able to put yourself out there and, um, be a nice person. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> You'll get um, some gigs. Okay. Now I kind of want to throw a spin on it. Right. So you're, you know, you're teaching now. I would say you're obviously, you know, able to make a living, uh, barring no COVID as a freelance saxophone, it's a musician, you know, right. um, with your students, yeah. you know, how do you, um, advise them 
on the the concept that was you know it's still it's not as popular now because of the necessity of the music industry but like the mentorship mentee relationship hmm. because it was so strong in jazz and it it still is in some regards and some people have it more than others and whatnot um but i feel sometimes you know some people seek that out and it doesn't happen or some of the older generation um might accuse the younger generation of not wanting to seek it out as much but then on the flip side, like the younger generation, you know, if the gigs aren't happening that way, you got to uh, collaborate with your with your direct peers and try and make opportunities happen that way. So yeah. how do you advise these students yeah. that are getting out into this world that is now more competitive than ever? Because especially these old mentors that are looking for people, they have a- access to Instagram, too, and can hear the guy on the other side of the country. So, I know, yeah, I know. How do you how would you suggest a musician balance yeah. that when they get out of college and they're trying to find that next mentor. Cause when you're in college, at least you have the professor, like it, it's gonna, to some degree, there's the professorship student relationship there. Um, but after school, what are your, what are your thoughts there and how do you, um, balance that if you think there needs to be a balance? Well, um, I mean, I'm in a, a unique situation. Um, I, you know, I just have one student at the new school right now and, uh, and, and for him, he was able to, pick me as his student which was you know you know in a way it was kind of like a mentorship and and so yeah like this is the the collegiate setting and um but for that like for the to get out of out of it yeah it's um i mean i tell my student i it's because things are you know i don't know what's going to happen but there's young students are uh really smart and know like their ways around um ways around the internet and around um you know music and things like that and they're like hungry for at least at least my student he's hungry for yeah. uh, hungry for to learn and to like and to um experience new things and um you know i think reaching out to yeah it is tough the older generation i think there's a lot of well anyway there's a lot of um people like my age i think that are eager to share their knowledge uh, with the, uh, with another, with the younger generation. Um, and I would encourage them to like, you know, reach out. I think, uh, Instagram is a, is a really great tool and you can learn a lot from a lot of the, a lot of their favorite musicians. Um, I mean, it's pretty amazing to see people connecting, um, through social media. Um, and, uh, yeah, just continued. Uh, yeah, it's such an interesting thing. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just like working this out, but it's uh... no, you're good. It's tough. It's tough. It's by no means a simple question. Trust me, yeah. I did not expect you to be like, oh, well, yeah, I have the answer actually right here. You know, well, it's you know, and I also tell my student, um, who's a you know, he's an awesome baritone player, and he's um, he has he's interested in synthesizers and things like that. So I I just encourage him to really explore the the things that really interest him. Um, while also showing him the things that, you know, helped me with what I do, you know, and helped me get the sound that I have. Um, and so I just encourage him to be, you know, to continue to, to push, to do the things that he loves and to explore the music that he likes while also, um, yeah, just sharing, I think asking questions of people that you like, you know, like asking your, your favorite musicians, um 
And I, and there's a lot of younger, yeah, people in their thirties, forties who are happy to answer these questions. Um, they're happy to share some of their knowledge and it, it's, we're all accessible, which is really a, a unique situation for this time. Um, right. You know, we, I wasn't, a, I mean, I did, I, I was thinking of Ron Carter, but I was able to meet Ron Carter and work with him, uh, at Juilliard. But, you know, you think of somebody, it was like impossible to get in touch with Freddie Hubbard, you know, or, or you think of like when yeah. he was, yeah, you yeah. know, when he was around, it's like, that would have been to be able to get a lesson with him and, or anything, you know, to, be able to talk to him would be almost impossible. So, um, just to not be afraid to ask, ask questions. And, um, also it's, uh, um, trying, it's, it's hard to, this is a side note, but it's, I know that for when I was in school, there were a lot of students who were like really eager to study with a specific teacher and they were let down, which was really disappointing for them because the teacher, you know, they're a great musician, but maybe not the best teacher or, uh, just didn't know how to teach or, whatever um or were jive you know they were just kind of like you know maybe um uh feel might feel threatened sometimes the, the student could play like circles around the teacher i don't know yeah. you know there's a lot of uh different situations so i would have to also say like you know these these uh idols of ours of yours of they're also humans so unfortunately sometimes they're cool and sometimes they're not. <laughs> and yeah. um, so that's just something to keep in mind when, you know, reaching out to reaching out to people. Um, sometimes people are going to be real cool and sometimes they're not. But, um, you know, and to not take it personally, because that's, uh, you know, unfortunately, that's just how that's how humans work sometimes. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just gaining. um getting used to, to rejection, if you will, you know, and being okay with it. You know, it's nothing personal, like they don't know you. So it's not like they hate you or anything. They're right. just, uh, you know, you might have not the best opportunities. And I think, you know, you, you touched on something I think really important that a lot of people don't realize until they, uh, get thrown into that circle is that sometimes the best musicians are not the best educators. And sometimes the best educators are not the people that are touring, you know, 363 days a year or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, and even the worst teachers, you can find something like everyone has their strength and you just got to find what theirs is and take from it what you can. Right. And move on. You know, the finding a teacher that can do everything I would go on the verge of saying is, you know, borderline impossible. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It was funny. I think, and I think different, another point I think is, um, to uh, yeah everyone's gonna you're gonna get something different from everybody and not necessarily in, in your mentor or whoever or not maybe not your mentor but your favorite person might yeah they might not be the right click like for me joe temperley was like exactly what i needed in terms of right um he was like the perfect personality the perfect like everything about it was like was uh exactly what i needed but for some other other saxophonists that wasn't what they 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 did they, they didn't want to study with him so you know, it's personality. It's, um, you know, what you want to learn. Um, and you have to figure it out. It's a, it's a, it's a kind of a trial and error and then not, not get discouraged. Uh, if, if things are kind of a bummer, you know, then you move on and you find somebody else. Uh, but, um, there's a lot of us out here, so you'll, there's a lot to learn. <laughs> 
Right. Right. And it's very much when you need to learn it too, because there's some educators that are fine educators, but they're better with, you know, starting someone off and being a little more hands-on versus the other side, which might be better with someone that already has a really strong sense of fundamentals and how they want to sound and then tweaking it that way, you know, and, and finding that balance. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's hard. I mean, basically the bottom line is all of this hard. It it sucks, (laughs) but we love it because I don't know, we're crazy, you know, we're, and we're here. Yeah, it, it. I look at my life in music so far, and I'm really grateful. So, it, and especially like since I had a great education, I feel very fortunate for the education I had. And uh, you know, even the time working the day gig, and it was you know as tough as as tough as it was, it was still like part of building like who I am, and uh, um, and you know, part of like my music yeah it's like it's like light right. music music is your life like your life is music it's all like what you put out there is basically like what you're living and um and so um be no i mean man that that makes sense <laughs> it, it it makes sense you know there's and i think um you know you were talking about like having those dark times earlier mm. and I would go on a verge of saying that every musician goes through that. That's part of the process. Just suck it up. Here we are. You know, we're going to deal with it, but we all have like those moments of like reaffirmation along the way Mm. where I think like, um, whatever it is, something occurs and and something clicks and you're like, okay, you know, like I know I'm doing the right thing. And then you might get dark on yourself because you can't play, I don't know, over some tune or whatever. And then you move on and you have another reaffirmation, you know, and it's just, um, it's tough. It's tough, yeah. but it's, it's, uh, you know, I think you would agree that it's, it, it's, uh, it's, it helps a person grow outside of just a professional world. You know, there's a lot of like self work you have to deal with it too. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's a great, I saw a great cartoon. It was like, uh, someone knocking on a door and then it's like, Oh, who are you? And he's, it's like, I'm your solo from a year ago here to make you feel <laughs> bad again. And you're like, Oh man. <laughs> and I think, oh, I, you Lord. know, just, a, you know, just, just to reiterate it's you know when we're in when we're in it and we're practicing and spending you know especially in school when you're spending six to eight hours practicing and uh, every day and you're like in the grind and you're like oh man it's like we have i just like want to reaffirm that to be kind to yourself to whoever's listening to this it's just like be kind and remember that it's like we're there's a reason you know we're doing it for the joy of it it's you know it's good to work hard and it's good to, to, uh, push yourself. But, um, you know, the, the whole point is to, to make music and, you know, be happy. I maybe not be happy. I mean, we use music for <laughs> sadness too, but it's, you know, it's to emote into it's, it's about emotion and, uh, you know, every type of emotion. So that, that it's, it's easy to forget that kind of stuff. Um, when you're like practicing your patterns and doing, yeah, you know, long tones and, Arbin studies and all that stuff. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's easy to forget. And then, uh, but we do all that so that we can, you know, play beautifully and, um, inspire people. <laughs> yeah, man, that's the, the, yeah, that's the truth. I remember there was one time in school where someone, uh, I got really frustrated. Someone telling me that my practice sounded like really good because I felt that I wasn't practicing then you know like that that concept of if you sound really good in the practice room evidently you're not working on the right thing and it was (laughs) like man it's you know it's it's weird 
it's weird. Well, look, I, you know, without getting too much into the headspace of, of yeah, all yeah, yeah. Of this, be here <laughs> for hours, you know, we got right, right. a new release coming out um, yeah. October 30th, not November 30th, October this <laughs> month. Uh, look out um, sequel to look up. Um, right. And uh, yeah, congratulations, man. I'm, I'm, I've heard some of it, you know, I think it's a kill and release. There's, it was so interesting hearing the band and the, the, the format of it, because I don't think like most people would go there immediately, you know, but that brings a breath of fresh air to it. So, um, Thanks, ben. yeah. You got any shows coming up? What are you doing to say, uh, um, sane in COVID if you will. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, um, I played a few shows in October. Uh, I did a show with, with the, with the trip, with the trio from look up or look out. And, um, yeah, right now I'm actually in the middle of writing music for a short film uh, that's due in like four days. So <laughs> I'm doing that. Uh, so that's not really keeping me sane, but um, uh, playing piano a lot. I play a lot of Bach. That keeps me sane. Um, on yeah, Just like the well-tempered clavier and uh, yeah, cooking a lot of food, my girlfriend. And um, yeah, looking forward to... Um, some better times <laughs> and getting back to uh, getting back to uh, playing with people. But it's uh, yeah, unfortunately, no gigs. Um, we did. I have some brass against things that um, we recorded a few videos uh, last week. So I'm keeping busy with that. And we're going to be writing some music, some new music soon. And um, yeah, it's all good. Like, you know, I, I feel fortunate. Um, yeah. Life isn't too bad. Yeah. You know, as, yeah. as bad as things seem, um, you know. There is hope and uh, goodness in the world. So definitely, I mean, <laughs> stay insane. What CT said it best, right? We just got to keep on keeping on. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, thank you so much for coming on today, Andy. Uh, to everyone Thanks listening, me, Alan. October thirtieth is when the podcast comes out, um, or when the release comes out. Sorry, excuse me. And then <laughs> it's going to be on all DSPs, you know, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Napster. If people still use that, I don't know, Deezer. Uh, <laughs> Amazon. I'm sure you're going to be selling copies from your um, your website as well. Yep, and Bandcamp. Uh, I'll have uh, copies to sell on Bandcamp digitally, and uh, and I have some CDs coming, so it's exciting. Awesome, man. Well, look, thanks again uh, so much for coming on, and congratulations on the uh, new release. 